Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Saints notice they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to walk on water. Teach us that walking water trick. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to multiply the lunch. They didn't say, Lord, teach us to heal or teach us to preach. They said, Lord, what, saints? Teach us to pray. Why? Because prayer is the most important thing. You can do everything your heart desires to do in the name of the kingdom, but if you neglect prayer, you neglect the most important thing. Somebody once said, actually, it was Chuck Smith, actually, I learned, who said this. He said, you can't do much before you've prayed, but there's nothing you can't do after you've prayed. Now, y'all tell me that ain't good. That's good. You can't do much before you've prayed, but there's nothing you can't do after you've prayed. They said, Lord, teach us to pray, not how to pray, but teach us to pray. Because, again, the Jews knew how to pray. And I'm sure, listen, We're getting to this outline. I am sure Jesus shocked everyone within earshot when he said he began his prayer. Go to verse 9. He began his prayer with our Father. Shocked everybody. Everybody within, within, within hearing. He shocked them. Our Father. In the Old Testament, the reason why this is so shocking, because in the Old Testament, they never approached God as father. If the Jew were to refer to God as father, it was considered blasphemy. What Jesus is teaching, saying, y'all got to understand this, is kind of culturally radical. It is radical. For anything that, from anything they've ever heard, he told the disciples to start their prayer by calling God father. The Aramaic word for father is Abba. That's an intimate term of endearment. Jesus said, when you pray, say, Abba, or Papa, or Daddy, Daddy. Again, Jesus is going counterculture because God's name is holy. When a good Jew was reading manuscripts, they came to the, when they came to the name Yahweh, they would, when they read the manuscripts, they come to the name Yahweh, when they come to the name God, they would never allow the word the name God to roll off of their lips. That was considered unholy and blasphemy. It was considered unholy and blasphemy to say the name Yahweh. It was considered unholy and blasphemy to even write down the name God. You know, we type it out, G-O-D, no big deal. You know, when we text it, G-O-D, well, praise God. No problem. Not the Jew. If they needed to write the name God, 
they all know. If they needed to write the name God, they would write G underscore D, leaving out the O, as to not be able to pronounce the name God, because it was, a, it was considered a blasphemy. When they came to the name God in their manuscripts, they would bow their heads and say, the name. The name. A good Jew would never allow the name of God to pass over their lips. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, start by understanding that God is not far off. He's your daddy. He's your Abba. When you talk to God, and you can say, Papa. You can say that. Are y'all, y'all getting that? Did you get that? You can say Abba, which speaks of relationships. You go to Israel today. You've been to Israel with us. Go to Israel today. And you see kids running around the Jewish quarter, which is really nice. Running around the Jewish quarter behind their parents. And they're saying, Abba, Abba. Papa, Papa. That's what it means. Daddy, Daddy. Or Ima, Ima. Mommy, Mommy. They still use that word today. It's still a term of endearment. Jesus says, you now have a beautiful, intimate relationship with a holy God and not saints watch this not just my father but our father there note this there are no singular pronouns in this prayer they're all plural he's our father y'all getting that we are part of the family of God we're a family of believers Christians need to get this you know what Christians need to get this we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and we're part of the family of God. And just because they're Presbyterian doesn't mean that they're not part of the family. Or they're Methodist, or they're Baptist, or they're Pentecostal, or they're Calvary Chapel folk. Whatever. If you believe in the Lord Jesus and you believe that he died for your sins and you believe that 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 forgiveness and that redemption and that cleansing comes through the blood of Jesus and forgiveness of sins comes through the blood of Jesus and, 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 and you call upon his name. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no other name given under heaven where men must be saved. If you believe those things, then you're a part of the family. You're a believer. And that means you're sitting next to your brother and sister, whether they're white or black. Stop it. It's not cool. Christians, not cool. All this black, white division stuff going on in the world, that's the world. This is the church. This is the church. We're believers. Your brothers, listen, when you get to heaven, there are going to be black folks in heaven. (laughs) Say amen. When you get to heaven... There are going to be white folks in heaven. Say amen. amen. Every nation, tongue, and tribe, and people. We got to get along in heaven. We might want to start trying to get along right here on the earth. Might want to start right now. Because if you don't, you're going to hate heaven. You're going to hate heaven. And y'all know I told you. I told you many times. I'll tell you again. 
If you got a problem with that, I'm going to seek you out in heaven, and I'm going to bug you the whole time we're up there. <laughs> Me and you going to hang out. Because <laughs> we're the body of Christ. We're one. Our Father. Did you get that? Our Father who is in heaven, and we can relate to him. Hallowed be your name. That word hallowed means to make holy, to sanctify, or to consecrate, or to venerate. That means, holy means, is his name, is his name. His name is to be hallowed. Our Father's name is to be hallowed, and that carries with it a reverence. Let's not forget that. Everybody got so cool and so comfortable in this culture. You know, me and God, we all right. <laughs> really? Is that it? Oh, the big kahuna, the man upstairs, the big kahuna. That sounds like a big old burger from uh, Hardee's. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like a heart attack? The, the, big, the big kahuna, the man upstairs, what do you mean the man upstairs? Do not refer to God in those terms. You don't refer to your earthly father in those terms, do you? Well, no, some of my kids do. <laughs> they see me and go, what's up, old man? Like, wait a minute, let me tell you, I'm your father. You ain't never going to be able to beat me. Of course, they can, but I don't let them think they can. I always say, look, a fight is all about the mind, okay? I might be small, but I ain't. I'm squirrely. That's, that's what I say. You ain't that big. I'm squirrely. I'm, that's because I, I can get under you now. You don't want none of this. Respect. I'm talking about Respect. I'm talking about respect. I'm talking about reverencing the name of God. Why? Because God is holy and God is separate and God is transcendent. Holy is his name and holy is his nature. And some people have a problem saying that. And some people have a problem even saying hallelujah. Listen, if you have a problem saying holy or you have a problem saying hallelujah, I don't think you need to scream it out. You know, sometimes people scream it out or whatever. I don't know, I don't know that that's whatever. But, 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 but if some people have a problem saying actually hallelujah. They do. They just, they just do. Or holy. Listen, if you have a problem saying that, you might want to try to start getting used to that now. Because in heaven, that's all you're going to be saying. That's it. I don't even know that there's any other words. What are you talking about, Pastor? Revelation 4, 8. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day and night, saying, anybody know? Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You know that. In heaven, we're going to be falling down on our faces, saying, holy, holy, holy. This is going to be happening for thousands of years in heaven and it's not going to change when you arrive. Point number two, and finally tonight, I don't know where the time went. His purpose. 
verse 2, his purpose. Or, or actually verse um, 10, sorry, verse 10. Look at his purpose. Thy will, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We talked about his person. We're talking about point number two, his purpose. There are only two kinds of people in the church, saints, listen. There are those that are in harmony with God's kingdom, and there are those who are out of harmony with God's kingdom. There are those who worship the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I, and there are those who worship the holy trinity, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus says, pray, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Pray, Lord, your will be done, not my will be done. The word for kingdom is taken from a Greek word, it's, it, basilia. Basilia is the Greek word, and we have the word king. It means the reign of the king. Kingdom means the reign of the king. It means all territory is his. His territory includes the whole earth. The king is God. And it's important to remember the kingdom of God. I think of Psalm 103, verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our prayer should be, God, I want your will to be done above my own will. That should be our prayer. Lord, advance your kingdom. Lord, your will be done. Listen, when you say, God, let your will be done. What you're saying is, God, bring your will to the earth. Are you still with me? Bring your will to the earth. Come be my king. Take up residence upon the throne of my heart. Lord, be present in my life. Be present in my family. Be present in my ministry. Be present in my business. Be present during tax season. Write that down. <laughs> Amen. God, I invite you to occupy every single nook and cranny of my life. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Okay, we can get to one more. Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11, and then we'll get the other two uh, next Wednesday night. Y'all coming back next Wednesday night? All right, we'll get, the, we'll get the other two next Wednesday night and do like a little review of these next Wednesday night. His provision. So we talked about his person. We talked about his purpose. And let's talk about his provision. I want you to look at verse 11. Give us this. Come on, read it with me one last time. Give us this day our daily bread. Did you know our provision is a part of God's priority? I like that. You should too. Our provision is a part of God's priority. God is always willing to provide for our needs. You know, when I think of daily bread, my mind rewinds to the wilderness. You know the story, don't you? The Lord provided manna for the children of Israel in the wilderness. The word manna, you know what it means? It means what is it? Manna means what is it? Why? Because when they went out every morning, they saw this little coriander seed on the ground. They never saw it before. And they said, what is it? So manna means what is it? 
And God, go read the story. We're talking about daily bread. God provided that manna daily, and they had to collect that manna daily. They could not collect enough manna for tomorrow. They couldn't go out Monday and say, you know what, I can't get over here on Tuesday. I'm going to take enough for, for Tuesday, too. They couldn't do that. Or, you know what, I'm busy on Tuesday and Wednesday. I better get enough to carry us over to Thursday. They couldn't do that. They had to collect enough for today, just enough for the day. And God continued to provide for them. So every single day, and I'll give you, if I gave you statistics on, on the amount of manna, you'd be shocked at how much tons of manna every single day. We're talking about the faithfulness of God. Tons of manna every single day. God put it on the ground every single day because Our provision is a part of God's priority. Did you get that? So he provided for them every day. God continued to provide for them. And they got sick of manna. And they wanted meat, remember? And they said, man alive, can we eat something different? I'm sorry. I have to do it every time. You know I do. Man alive, can we eat something? You know. And they became very skillful at manna dishes. <laughs> All right, shake your head if, if, if I shouldn't do it. Break, shake your head if I should do it. I have to do it. It's a Calvary Chapel carry thing. All right, if you're new to the church, this actually initiates you into the fellowship. All right. They became very skillful. And manna dishes, they made manicotti. <laughs> they made banana bread, banana splits. Every day, they would come out and they would see the manna on the ground. And God provided them. That, here's what you got to know. God provided them daily, every day for 40 years. God never missed a day. And the idea of daily bread goes beyond the idea of food saints. God will provide our physical, spiritual, emotional needs as well. Bad time this month? Bad time? Christmas? Bad memories? Maybe someone passed away during this month. Maybe somebody passed away on Christmas Day years ago. And Christmas is not fun for you. I get it. Understand it. God will provide for you as well. God will help you get through it. Somebody clap your hands and say amen, Pastor. You know that's right. God will provide our physical, spiritual, emotional need in every area that we need provision. Notice it's daily bread. Here's another thing. Pick this up. Give us our daily bread, not our weekly bread, not our monthly bread. But our daily bread, why? Why? Because God wants to talk to you every day. He wants you to completely depend on him every day. If God gave us our monthly bread, we would talk to him monthly. So God keeps us sometime in a place of need so that we can talk to him every day. And he'll hear from us every day. I think of Proverbs 30. 7 through 9. I'm going to come in for a landing. Proverbs 37 through 9. 
Oh God, this is the New Living Translation. Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Listen, if God gave you everything at once, you would never need to talk to him daily. So we shouldn't pray, God, give me this, give me that, give me this. God, if I could only get my five-year plan together, then I can do this, that, and the third. Lord, if, you, if I can do five-year plan, get, get enough money, I'll go into ministry. Lord, if you give me time, I'll go back in the church for you once a week if you give me my five-year plan and all that. Listen, God does not work that way. God does not. Am I right about it, Grandma? He does not work that way. God works like this. You have enough for today. And how often have you worried about things, concerned about the electric bill, concerned about food, concerned about this, concerned about that? And somehow God just seems to get you through. Somehow. Who knows how that happens? Wow. Wow. 2017, you'll worry about stuff in January in 2017, right? Where you at? You at the end of 2017, you still here? God's blessed you. He'll give you enough. You might not have everything you need. You might not have a brand new car, but thank God for the one you got running. Right? Right? Your wheels might be getting a little bald, but thank God they ain't 100 cent bald. Because <laughs> then you couldn't get to church. And I need you to be in church. Because God is a faithful God. Somebody put your hands together and say amen. He'll give you just enough for you to come to him and trust him. We got to trust him. And, and sometimes he'll let you go through stuff so you learn to trust him. That ain't fun. And sometimes it'll make you feel, make you allow, allow you to feel lonely. Like, like I, I want to get married. I, I want to spend the rest of my life with somebody. I want to get married. I feel lonely. And, and, you, and you first got to learn to be married to God. I can honestly tell you, if you don't know how to be married to God, you're already a Christian. You don't know how to be married to God. You're going to be a difficult spouse for someone else. If you learn to be married to the Lord... When God sends you a spouse, then, then, then he's already taught you some things about being married and, and, about, and how to be married to someone else. But I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to let you go. I promise you. I know I said that three times, but I'm, I'm going to let you go. Okay, what does it mean when a preacher say in closing? <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> it probably means another 20 minutes. <laughs> I promise you. If you hold out, trust him. Long obedience in the same direction. Every day, I'm just doing the same thing. I'm praying, seeking God, I'm working, I'm trusting God, I'm going to church, I'm worshiping, I'm seeking him, I'm doing everything, God. Your good and perfect will be done. And if God has to make you a spouse... From the dust of the earth. I believe he'll do it. Am I right about it? 
I believe he'll do it. But you got to believe he'll do it too. I can't believe it for you. I, mean, I can believe it for you, but you got to believe it too. We believe together. We touch and agree. We believe together. Right? I'm just trying to talk to you. So trust God. I promise you. I promise you. If you trust God, I promise you. If you trust him, God will come through for you. I know what I'm talking about. I know know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I done been through some stuff in 2017. I know what I'm talking about. If you trust God, he will show up for you every single time. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.